Welcome to Reading to Kids podcast. I'm your host, Jenna. And I'm your host, Peyton. And we're here to read to you or with you. We know that sometimes moms and dads don't always have the time or the motivation to read to their kids each night, and we know how important it is. So, on those nights that you're not in the mood, we're going to do it for you. Can't wait to read with you. Good job, Peyton. High five. small potatoes for dinner. Well, you know I made you chicken noodle soup. You didn't eat it? I did. Oh, okay. Just not all of it. Oh my goodness gracious. Okay, dude, we gotta get going. Chapter 30. A mess, oh, a message from above. Oh, look, they're at the top of the pyramid. Cool. Okay, ready? Remember, they just got to the top of the pyramid and they have the symphony of smells. As you've seen or heard, depending on how you want to put it, the acoustics of the inside of the pyramid were especially good. This was one of those places in which you did not want to make any embarrassing sounds, like fart. Could you imagine? Acoustics means everybody can hear everything, so if you farted, everybody's going to hear it. Forget sneezes and coughs, even the smelliest, that was breakfast, lunch, or belch, or the softest, nobody will know it's me fart could be heard from the other side of the room. (laughs) Which brings me, by somewhat of an unpleasant route, to my point. The interior of the pyramid was not only a space where sounds reverberated, it was also a space where smells reverberated. With so many people in a single room, ventilation only at the top, the air became a little, well, humid. The smell of sulfur, the old stink of the huevos podrios, uh, Oops. They should do a fart one. Yeah, they probably have one. Was still lingering as Miss Mavia stepped in front of the fire and raised her arms in the air, her long sleeves hanging like golden wings. She seemed to address the sky itself as she cried, Thrice, great Hermes, hear me! With the entire assemblage fixing their attention on Miss Mavia's, very few people noticed that the small object, actually glass bile, that dropped out of nowhere as if in response to her words only in a slightly let's turn a page only a slightly number of the small violet flare that erupted when the vial had landed in the bowl of fire but nearly everyone noticed the sweet flowery smell that flooded the room most eyed their neighbors accusingly if, as if somebody was wearing a peculiar a peculiar whoa peculiarly particularly ah odiferous perfume that that word was broken up on, into two different lines sorry you guys okay particularly, particularly not peculiar um Dr. L, who was bent over Benjamin, preparing the boy's nostrils for operation, raised his head briefly and sniffed. Then he returned to focus on Benjamin, presumably coming to the same conclusion. Miss Mavius didn't seem to notice the smell at all. The Egyptians called you Thoth. The Greeks called you Hermes. The Romans called you Mercury. She intoned her arms, still raised in supplication. The next vial to drop out of the sky several more people saw this one it caused a pale green sparkling flare when it fell into the fire it filled the room with a light 
herbal, faintly medicinal scent that if you'd had a lot of cold, you might recognize it as... No, cold. A lot lot of cold. You might recognize it as echinacea. Again, Dr. L raised his head, but at the same time held it up a little bit longer and inhaled thoughtfully. Then he shook his head as if to shake some dark fantasy. He started to prod Benjamin's nose with the reed. He was about to begin the operation. Miss Mavius faltered only a brief, briefly, before continuing. Hermes Tresmegistus, that's his name, we call upon you now, give us your secret. As the third vial dropped, several people pointed to it, their attention wholly diverted from the altar, when a dark blue-black flame jumped up from the fire and the entire room gasped. And... As a curling black smoke filled the room, the scent of licorice, everyone sniffed in unison. Then they broke into a loud applause. It was part of Dr. L. It was all part of Dr. L's show, they applauded, or so they assumed. Dr. L, too, had turned his attention away from the imminent operation, but he wasn't clapping. He he looked stunned, almost sick as if they had heard some terrible news. "'What's happening?' Miss Mavius asked him anxiously. "'Who's doing this?' "'Up on the top of the pyramid, Max Ernest turned excitedly. "'It's working. How about that? Now do Pete. "'I don't see it. It was peanut butter, remember? H-E-L-P. Um, "'Heliotrope, echinacea, licorice, peanut butter. "'I knew it was peanut butter. It's just not here. "'It's supposed to be number 20.' "'She opened the Symphony of Smells.' case and pointed to the empty slot max Ernest quickly stared overturning the vials reading the labels it has to be here it has to oh wait said Cass she tore open her backpack reaching down in the very depths and pulled out a ziploc bag full of smashed up trail mix inside there were five ancient shapeless peanut butter chips as Cass showed them to max Ernest think these will work I don't know it doesn't really look like enough but how about you mix them up with the sort of colors he looked through the vials and put, pulled one out. Here, butter flavor. Try it. Me? Cass nodded. Max Ernest pushed the peanut butter chip into the vial. Then he held it over the open, open skylight. Here goes. Oh, no! His nervousness, he let it drop a little sooner than he meant to. The vial veered off to the side, and it looked like it would miss the fire altar. At the last second, it hit the rim of the bowl and fell into the fire. Cass and Max Ernest waded breathlessly into a small yellowish flame flared up. Soon the smell of peanut butter was released, not as strong as the other scents, but strong enough to waft all the way up to them. Our two friends sighed in relief. Down below, Dr. L staggered as if he'd been shot. Pietro! Fratrao mio venga qua! he cried. Quanto tempo divo espetar! Where are you? Speak to me! completely overwrought he spun around the altar and then looked up towards the skylight Cass and Max Ernest jerked their heads out of the view you think he saw us asked Max Ernest no he thinks we're his brother for sure as if to underline Dr. L her point Dr. L shouted his brother's name again Pietro Pietro is it really him are you sure asked Miss Mobius almost as distraught as Dr. L could he have survived Dr. L didn't answer. He ran off the altar and out of the room. Everyone, please stay calm. Everything is fine. 
Uh, we'll be right back, said Mrs. Mavius to the other audience. Then she raced after him. Come Wait, on. Where, where are they supposed to go now? I don't know. Come on, we gotta get get down now. Max Ernest is about to climb down the side of the pyramid. Yeah, but not like that. Cass reached into her backpack and pulled out a coil of rope. Working quickly and professionally, she wrapped the rope around one of the lantern's steel supports and try and tied it to with two half hinges at the way of Grandpa Larry had once shown her. Then she dropped the free end of the rope through the skylight and it dangled over the fire just out of the reach of the flames. She tried not to look. Max Ernest stared, frozen. It's the only way we'll get down there before she reaches us. Cass, she said Cass, said Cass more calmly than she felt. Max Ernest just shook his head. It'll be easy. You just swing, you just swing a little bit and then you get to the fire. Then jump out of, then jump when it's out of your way. Max Ernest shook his head again. Okay, get caught if you want. I'm going down by myself. You mean without me? Without answering, Cass lowered herself through the skylight. She knew that if she hesitated, she'd never do it. Deliberating about whether or not to follow her, Max Ernest looked down the length of the rope. Cass, stop, look! Cass looked down at the end of the rope had caught on fire, and like a fuse, the flames were advancing towards her. At any moment, they would reach her, and she'd fall to a fiery death. The strange thing was, she didn't panic. Or rather, she did panic, but part of her was not panicking like another person, a child screaming next to her, while she figured out what to do. She was a survivalist, and she reminded herself this is what she'd been trained for. Cass tried to remember what she'd learned about the gym, about wrapping the rope around her legs as a brace, but she succeeded only slipping down from her foot. She abandoned the technique and used her instincts. If you ever climb up a rope, you know it's a lot harder than climbing down one. But the possibility of being burned alive is more powerful incentive. At her, as her feet started to feel the heat, she pulled herself back up to the top and rolled away from the skylight. Wow, we almost added you to the symphony of smell, said Max Ernest, who looked like he'd barely escaped being burned alive himself. Very funny, said Cass on her back and still breathing hard. Then she laughed. Actually, that was really kind of funny. I mean, not, but, but not funny. Really, it was? Uh-huh. So then I made a joke? Max Ernest said, beginning, Max Ernest beginning to smile. How about that? <sighs> so then, um, yeah, it took me almost dying, said Cass, sitting up. She smiled back at him to show him that she wasn't mad. By the way, thanks for saving my life. You're welcome, said Max Ernest, like it was no big deal. But of course it was. Cass didn't say thank you very often. It didn't really go down. I didn't really go down there without you. I thought you would follow me, Cass added. But I shouldn't have gone anyway. I mean, since we're collaborators and everything, sorry. Don't worry about it, said Max Ernest. Like, this wasn't a big deal either. But of course, Cass apologized even less than she said thank you. Down below, the fire had spread to the pyramid walls. People were screaming and running for the exits. It was like pandemonium. Okay, let's get down there, said Cass. Your way. Wait, what if Dr. L's on his way up? They peeked over the side of the pyramid. Sure enough, Dr. L was running up the stone steps. 
Miss Mobius just a few steps behind him. Pietro! Pietro! He kept on shouting. There was only one thing to do. Go down the other side. Ah! Dang it! Okay. We got it. We're doing the next chapter. Okay. See you next chapter, guys.